Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number six. In this episode, the moms answer the question of how involved is dad, talk about summer homeschooling, the dreaded S word, socialization, and creative ways to use Pinterest and Goodreads in homeschooling. <laughs> Mom, where's my glasses? Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And And we're we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, how are you doing this week? Oh, pretty good. Actually, the weather made it really much easier to... um, The weather has been beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It's like, are we still in June? What the heck just happened? We're in the 80s. And Mava got out of the car the other day, and it was... It was uh, it was night it was mid nineties I think it was I don't remember which day it was and she was like mom it's it's kind of cool today and I'm like that's so sad that we think ninety five is cool I know right <laughs> but eighties is downright cool we're having eighties this weekend has been fabulous upper eighties is like all right break out the long pants again <laughs> exactly I was like I just put the winter clothes away and now I'm like I, last night I was shivering I was like oh, I had I know. a skirt on and I was like I'm cold I might have to go find some socks oh I know we had to um uh, put blankets back on I mean pull the blankets back up over us yes it's been kicked down for so long and we went to the Friday night star party at the um, discovery center and Ooh. it was downright cold my kids um we're wrapped up in the, we brought a Mexican blanket to sit down on to look at the stars and they were wrapped up in it. <laughs> I was like, I guess it's kind of cold. Huh? It was, it was, it was downright chill, not chilly, but you know, compared to <laughs> the hundred, the upper nineties, low hundreds that we'd been having. This feels really nice. So no AC yeah. for like the last three days. It's like shocking. I know, it, but it's awesome. I mean, I, I am so enjoying this fantastic weather. Oh, yeah, and you know it's going to be over really soon, so we have to enjoy Uh-oh. it while we have it, because we'll be back to the hundreds again. And not leaving the house, I can't... I My kids didn't get out of the house until, I think, Thursday was the first time we got out of the house this last week. Even though the weather was beautiful, I was just so inspired. When, when the weather's nice, I feel inspired to get stuff done. And it yeah. was all stuff I needed to do around here. So my by Thursday, my kids were climbing the walls, like, get out of the house. And um, you had to go find something to do with friends so that we could get out of the house. And we went to one of the library shows. Have you guys gone to any of the library shows yet? We haven't yet. Um, it's in definitely on my list of things to get done. Uh, my van has actually been in an iffy state this past week. so Oh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah we went to the um, E&M's Reptile Family. If Excellent. If listening to this is local, E&M's Reptile, Reptile Family is a fabulous show. Have you ever watched them? Um, I haven't seen, seen them live and in person, but I've seen videos of them. Oh, he's so funny. Eric is the, it's Eric and Michelle. I've actually talked to both of them before. Um, and I've seen, this is probably my third time seeing the show. It just makes you laugh so hard. He's funny. He's just so funny. So, yeah, so we did that on Thursday. But by by Thursday, the kids were, like, climbing the walls, like, fighting. And I, we were all getting on each other's nerves. I noticed, you can always tell when we haven't been out of the house for a while. So we had to get them out. Yeah. So so we got out of the house for that. But, but I did, I accomplished a lot this week. I've, I have been... Uh, working on planning for the for the next school year mm-hmm. and 
I actually I'm planning the school next school year and working on planning Tiran's birthday party, which is in three weeks. And we do birthday parties really big here. Yes. So I always have. <laughs> and um, so it takes, you know, I usually plan like a month in advance. And so I'm actually kind of late to the game this week. So, uh, I mean, this year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've actually been planning for the school year. You'd be so proud of me. I've been like researching curriculum and I'm like going on to the secular Charlotte Mason Yahoo group and talking back and forth with the ladies there about ideas that I have. Cause I have this really, I know I've talked to you about, it. I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet. I don't remember. Forgive me if I'm repeating myself. I'm working on integrating other subjects into our history studies. So, um, using history as a spine or a guide to, um, the time periods that we are working on. I want to fold in science and the scientists, music and the musicians and art and the artists into whatever we're learning in history. So since I have not found a single curriculum out there that does this or even like a website that outlines this kind of thing, because it seems like other people must have done this. Right. I, it seems like a reasonable thing. It seems so sensible. Like somebody, I'm sure there are people out there doing this, but for some reason I haven't been able to find any anything that folds all that stuff in there. So I have actually gone on a search for it and I have made it my mission to create this whole thing for my kids and I'm putting it on my website. So if anybody wants to follow me as I'm learning about this, it's on homeschoolrealm.com and I have in the side menu, I have a, a page that I've created called the 2012 slash 13 school year. And then on there I'm making sub pages for, you know, the different areas that I'm working on. So the ladies on the Charlotte Mason Secular Charlotte Mason Yahoo group are a fabulous resource um, to be able to bounce ideas off of and get things um, recommended. And oh my gosh, I've already gotten a handful of things from them, and we're going back and forth and talking about it. And so, one of the things that I just came up with this week was I was like, you know, would be interesting because just about all the history books that we've read so far, I don't know if you, what history have you used? I know that you use the Moving Beyond the Page, right? Right. We actually haven't done a focused history curriculum yet. Oh, okay. Um, we're still, um, I, I always have lumped together history and social studies as being like one thing. Oh, and sure. so we've done like history stuff, like, um, but we haven't done an actual history curriculum yet. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask you whether or not this happens in your history book as, as well. So maybe it's not relevant, but it seems like we've been doing story of the world. And this last year we started doing history of us. Mm-hmm. So story of the world is obviously the world. And then history of us is just American history. And it, both of those series are really, really good. It's hard to kind of get them to mesh up. But what I, what I did was I just kind of went off of the story of the world and then kept fold. Actually, no, I think I did it the other way around. I did history of us, the time frame in history of us, which I, which I really liked. And then I just kind of kept reading stuff from the story of the world that kind of went around the same time period. And, mm-hmm. and at the same time as the pilgrims back in India, this was happening, you know? Um, but the thing that I didn't, that I really noticed this year that I didn't like was such negative. There's so much like this book seems to really focus on all the negative history, all the wars and the beheadings and the tortures and the, you Mm. know, and I'm like, I know there was more going on than just all the, all the, this negative stuff. So I went on a search for finding, or I am still on a search for finding some more positive history, maybe just more cultural. What were they wearing at the time? What were they eating? What were they, you know, in this area of the country, you know, what were their, what were their cultural norms and that kind of thing. So I'm like, where do I find this kind of thing? So then I was like, well, maybe I can do searches for like weird history. Cause that's when you find out things about like 
why did they wear powdered wigs? You know, mm-hmm. and what, you know, what, like the whole thing about corsets. We went to a, the cultural, what's it called? It's like a cultural museum up in, in Oakhurst. Oh, right. The, it's actually like a museum of fashion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a fashion museum. Yeah, of, we went there one time too. Isn't that place fantastic? Uh, it really is. And the, and the diagram that they have of what a woman's body looks like when it's in a corset, the internal organs, mm-hmm. was fascinating. And that kind of thing you're not going to find usually in history books. <laughs> right. That's like weird history stuff that people pull out, you know? And so I'm like, well, I can fold some of that stuff in there too. Because it talked about how their organs would all get kind of rearranged from yeah. hourglass. Oh, it's weird. But um, in fact, we were lucky. We went on a day um, when they had a special program, and so there were Dawsons in costume, and they. Oh yeah, so did we. Actually, wait, did we go the same day? I think we did. We might have. <laughs> I think we were there the same day because it sounds familiar. Now that I think about it, I think you were there with. with we went there, and we went to the yeah. museum as well. Yeah. Um, was that a learning village field trip? You know what? That's probably what it was. Yeah. Because they had that whole Lincoln Papers thing at the same time. Yes. Too. It was yes. the same. It was okay. the Lincoln Papers. Look yes. at that. We were like talking about it like we weren't there together. <laughs> I totally forget. Is this so is funny. Mama Brain. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out how to how to plug in some really interesting stuff. And that has brought up some great topics on this Yahoo group that I'm on. And, and people are recommending these really interesting books. And somebody recommended a fashion book, which sounds really fabulous. And I actually mentioned I have a pop-up book that I got years ago um, from the bargain section of Borders when I actually worked there. Um, that's all about underwear through history. I mean, how cool is that? (laughs) Just going through history and different cultures and the different kinds of things that they wore for undergarments. It's like, and it's a pop-up book. It's really cute. Oh, undergarment pop-up book. Yeah. Yeah. What's not cute about that? (laughs) I think it's something like, I wonder what's under there or something like that. (laughs) How cute. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cute. I have a link to it actually on my webpage already because I mentioned it on the Yahoo group so I wanted to put that link in there because I was talking about it on there so it's actually on my website already under the 2012-2013 school year <laughs> but um and then I'll just keep adding as people keep recommending books I'm adding them as we go so excellent then, yeah so that's my been my big thing this this week was working on that and then working on on Tieran's birthday party which is a lot of work too. <laughs> yeah. He wants a an alien birthday party, so I'm coming up with all kinds of creative ideas. Excellent. Yeah. So, how was your week like, Becky? My week was really good. We um, uh, went back to uh, doing our daily work again, and um, so one of the first things I had to do the, at the beginning of the week was sit down with the kids and be like, "Okay, I realize it's summertime." <laughs> and I realized that, you know, right now all of your public school friends are running around like crazy people because, <laughs> you know, they, they don't have to do any schoolwork. But we will still continue. And um, so I set up new reward charts for the kids for um, for summer. <clears throat> and it's not so much a reward chart as a you need to do this before you get to play Minecraft. Oh, right. Yeah. So I printed off some reward charts, and I highlighted only the first three boxes. The other boxes, those are optional. They can do them if they want to. They don't have to. Um, But the three boxes are every day I need uh, them to finish whatever schoolwork I give them, which uh, one or two pages for Jack, Max, and Danielle is working on her language arts curriculum from the fall and math, and that's it. That's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We may do some science, but it'll be more like, you know, Friday fun science kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and then, um, so they have to do that. They have, I put down 30 minutes of reading, but now in retrospect, I'm starting to think 30 minutes of reading is perfect for Danielle 
but a little bit cumbersome and difficult for Jack. Right. So I may change that for next week. And then also I need 10 minutes of tidy up, which means that I point to a space and they need to clean for 10 minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, because my living room, you know, most families I would think it works that the kids are in their room watching TV if they have a TV in their room mm-hmm. and are playing video games or whatever. But it's the opposite in my house. In my house, I watch TV in my room and they play the video games in the living room. Right. And so um, my living room gets buried really, really, really fast. Oh, you have that too. I do. (laughs) And so um, instead of, you know, going crazy and trying to, you know, keep up with all of it myself, I'm just going to have them, okay, before you can start playing video games or anything else, you need to straighten up for 10 minutes. And between the two of them, they can get the living room pretty clean in in their respective 10 minutes. And plus, by, by setting a time limit, it's not that you have to have a space cleaned up in a certain amount of time. You have a certain amount of time that you have to clean. So if you get that space cleaned up fast, then I'll give you another space to clean or right. whatever. <clears throat> but then because when it's over. Exactly. It's a, yeah. it's a set time period. That's a fly lady thing too. It is. And it works. <laughs> we bring her up a lot. <laughs> I, I, and um, I, I appreciate one of the – that's one of the things I really do appreciate from her is that oh, I sure. can do anything for 10 minutes. Right. You know, it's like, except maybe hold my breath. It, it's not really an issue. Like, it doesn't matter how much I hate doing whatever it is I'm doing. If I just get started and at least work on it for 10 minutes, then I made sure. it somewhere. And I may not be done. But sometimes I start the 10 minutes and then I'm like, ah, hell, hell I can just finish this. Right. Oh, sure. And then you get on a roll because it's just the getting started. Exactly. That's the hard part. Yeah. It's like exercise. It's hard just getting started you know, with anything. It's I don't hard. even get this whole concept of, well, we won't talk about exercise. <laughs> My friend the other night said to me, I enjoy, I love working out. And I told her, I said, if I ever say I love working out, please immediately take me to the doctor because I have an <laughs> alien living in my brain. And I also, at the same time, I said, and if you ever see me running, follow me because obviously something's chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because realistically, those are the only two times I'm ever going to say I love to work out or I'm going to be running. I just, those are two things I just don't do. So, <laughs> Uh, and, and getting on to the exercising thing, um, you, fantastic which we're not going to talk segue, about, <laughs> Tina. No, actually, one of the things yeah. that I I need help with, and one of the things that I'm going to start working on, and I have started working on, is I need to do something to keep my kids from spending all day in front of the screen. Oh, sure. You know, um, it's hot here in Fresno. Uh, albeit mm. earlier, we were just discussing how nice it is. But in this general, is, it's an odd week. This it week. is a very odd week in general here in Fresno. It is hot yes i mean like not from may to october yeah not safe to let your children play outside oh yeah because the air is horrible they have warnings here to you know keep them inside when it gets like was it the red zone or whatever and it's very frequently well on pbs i think it's like yellow orange and red okay something like that but uh, yeah it's bad bad air yeah, the air here is horrific. And so, you know, it's not like I can just chuck the kids out in the backyard and be like, go play. Because yeah. you chuck them out in the backyard. And, well, first things first, they're breathing in that terrible air. Plus, they're getting, you know, sunburned. And on top of that, Jack Jack has this lovely thing called eczema. I don't know if oh, you know no. about eczema. Yeah. And you know what makes him break out? The sweat. Sun? Oh, sweat. <laughs> I was like, the sun? Oh, that's great. Sweat <laughs> makes him break out. Oh, no. So um, it's hard not to sweat in 110 degrees. Exactly. <laughs> so right now I am trying to work on, you know, what I'm going to do to get them. So they're moving and getting some sort of, you know, something besides playing video games, which they do move around while they play video games. I don't, I don't know. Your kids don't even have like a video no, game. No, we don't have a Wii. No, we just have computers. 
uh, well, we have a Wii and an Xbox, but it doesn't matter what they're playing. They they move around. They don't have to move for the game, but they move around. Like, oh, right. Yeah. You know, Jack literally stands up and, like, dances while he's playing. <laughs> and, and Danielle, like, she'll be racing, and she's moving her body like she's actually the car, you know. And that, <laughs> so they do a little bit of moving, but yeah. I really need to get them moving more. So I think... Um, Take them swimming. Yeah. That's... that's oh one option um mm-hmm. but again we have the problem of jack and the breaking out and if the oh. pool's too chlorinated and that kind of oh, thing no. and plus uh sunscreen is difficult for jack so oh. it's like yeah yeah there's like a whole like big long stack of stuff against me trying to get out <laughs> of the house and doing things in the summer so <laughs> my focus right at the moment on is on fun games for the xbox that get them moving so that he can be inside where it's temperature controlled and we have the air purifiers and all of that kind of stuff. And um, so he can exercise and be active while still being in a safe environment for him. Right. And um, so what I do have is I have a couple of dance games, um, which are a lot of fun and really fun to watch mom play. <laughs> and you have to videotape it sometime. No, never, ever. <laughs> and if anyone were to videotape it, I would immediately destroy the videotape and smash them in the face. <laughs> Just not going to happen. But, um, so I think that for maybe next week, I'm going to add to their list of responsibilities of what they have to do. They need to spend, you know, 20 or 30 minutes playing a game that's more active than Minecraft. Right. Because um, I kind of feel really bad about saying this, but it's the truth. Uh, I get an email at the end of the week that says what my kids have played and how many hours they've been playing it and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's Forza 4, which is a racing game that they play with their dad. They played that for like five hours last weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this week, they spent 32 hours playing Minecraft. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. <laughs> but the whole thing is that... You know, they spent 32 hours playing Minecraft, but that was after they got all of the other stuff done that they had to get well, done. That's good. Yeah. So it's not really any different than somebody playing, you know, World of Warcraft oh, sure. or something like that. And Minecraft is actually quite educational, which is a topic I definitely will talk about in the future, but I'm not prepared for today. But <laughs> Minecraft is. is educational. And um, they uh, and they're working together. Right. And for me, that's really important that, that they work, they're working together and they're working together to solve things and to, to do things and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and also with Minecraft, they figured everything out on their own. Awesome. You know, so if they can't figure out how to do something, then I direct them towards the computer and we discuss how to search and they find it and then they look it up themselves and read it themselves and act on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it too as like a research thing and, and whatever. So... It's not horrible that they spent that much time playing Minecraft. It's oh. just I'd, I'd much rather them spend at least a little bit of time doing something slightly more active. Right. You know, I, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Minecraft used to count when, it, when, when we were reporting to the charter school. It would count as science and math. We actually got it counted on our educational wow. you know, accomplishments for the week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're making things. And I even had Maven at one point we were reading about... Oh, I forget what culture it was. Some civilization that was like set in the hills of some place. I want to say it's like some South American Pueblo type village. I can't remember. But um, I said, I asked her to make something similar and she went all into it and made all of these structures that were 
looked very similar to the picture. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was very cool. That's what I showed my kids yesterday, some videos of people who have built TARDISes. Oh, neat. <laughs> and so I think the kids are going to... That's a Doctor Who reference for those who don't know. <laughs> Doctor Who, time and relative dimensions in space. Yes. In fact, one of them was really awesome. I don't really understand Minecraft, but I, I understand a little bit of it. And one of them, someone had built it, and then inside of it was a portal. And the portal went to another... It was a little tiny TARDIS, right? But then they, you went through the door of the TARDIS, and you went through the portal, and then you were in the TARDIS control room, oh. which it vaguely looked like the TARDIS control room, and it was huge. Oh, wow. So they even found a way to make it bigger on the inside. That's awesome. Well, that's how the TARDIS is bigger, too. So. Exactly. So it was like, I was like, you guys need to figure out how to do that. You figure yeah. out how to do that, and, and then, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. So the whole point is, I've got to got to get that straightened out for next uh starting next week and getting the kids active more and and a lot of you know i've been thinking a lot lately about you know working through the summer versus taking the summer off but at this point i think if they're just doing like a little tiny bit a day it's more to keep them in practice and more to keep them um moving forward moving forward exactly and i don't want backsliding over the summer and that happens a lot oh sure and then also just get having to get back into the practice of sitting down and doing work because I found I find that even on Mondays it's hard because we've been off for the weekend. It's getting them to sit back down and doing schoolwork on Mondays is Mondays are always hard for me because it's like they've had two days off and they don't want to get started again. Exactly. So I can only imagine what it'd be like over the summer. Right when you go sit down in August, they're like, "What? What's a pencil? I don't know how to hold <laughs> this. What are you talking about." Yeah. So yeah, we're we're continuing with math. Math is the only subject we're doing right now. But we still, I mean, I read aloud to them and such. But and they watch all kinds of educational shows. Well, that's just you know they do that anyway. Right. So, but yeah, I totally can relate to that. So um, for our next segment, um, we have a listener question from our friend Shauna here in Fresno. She's friends with both Tina and I, mm-hmm. and. Um, so let's see. Her first, she actually had several questions. We're going to tackle three of them today. Mm-hmm. And the first one that she asked is, "How involved is Dad?" So Tina, how involved is Adam? That's kind of a hard question. Uh, <laughs> Adam is um, very busy with his work during the week, and he does have nights and weekends off. And he wants to spend that time with the kids playing. So he's not very involved in the actual schooling unless there's stuff that, um, that is left over that didn't get done for the day. So like right now it's, it would be math since it's the only thing we're working on. And like my kids are motivated to do their math just because they know that they're going to get an hour on the computer. So they're like, what can I do to get an hour? Oh yeah, I didn't do my math yet. Okay. So they'll sit down and do their math and they need like Tieran in particular, needs somebody sitting with him to, some of the, you know, if there's word problems, helping him read the word problems, but also just to keep him on, on task because he's six, almost seven. And, you know, so his brain is always all over the place. Right. <laughs> and um, so Adam will actually sit down and help him while I help Maven sometimes. Um, it's happened a few times actually recently. Mm-hmm. So he's involved in that. But as far as like the planning and the implementing of the curriculum, he leaves that entirely up to me. And he says, I'm the one that has a the knowledge on that and the education on that. And he's not really interested in doing all the research because he trusts me to do that for him. So for, Mm -hmm. for the kids. So he's not super involved, although I would like to have him more involved, but he has a very valid reason not to be involved in that. He, he just wants to have free time with the kids. He wants to just play with the kids when, when he's home. So Mm -hmm. I can understand that. So absolutely. Yeah. 
So how involved is Dean? Um, Dean actually is not as involved as he'd like to be. Um, <clears throat> he wants to be actively involved in what's going on all the time, but like Adam, he works. Um, we're lucky that we have him off on Wednesdays, so um, we do have one full you know, regular school day with him. But like, uh, like Adam, he, he picks up um, on the stuff that needs to get done. Um, he works a lot better with Jack um, than I can sometimes because when you're juggling two children, which mm-hmm. is something we'll talk about in a moment, yes. <laughs> uh, when, you're, when you're juggling two children, sometimes it's difficult because the older one needs a different kind of attention than the younger. And when I'm working with Danielle, sometimes I'm just telling Jack, you're just going to have to hang on one second. Mommy will be right with you, I promise. I just need to help sister with this concept, and then I'll get right over there. So it's nice when Dean's home because he can just take over all of Jack's stuff. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And so he, him and, and uh, Jack will sit at one end of the table, and Danielle and I sit at the other end of the table, which sounds like it's way farther away than it really is. We have the world's <laughs> tiniest kitchen table. and um, But it's enough space that you know I can focus and work with Danielle on what she needs, and he can focus on Jack. Right. And a lot of times, if, I, if there's something really difficult that Danielle has to tackle, I'll save it for when Dean's home so that I can be focused and actively involved in what she's doing and I know that Jack's still getting his math and his stuff done because daddy's helping him with it right right daddy's more fun sometimes too yes in our house (laughs) yes and and as I've mentioned before sometimes just having somebody else present something in a slightly different way than you did right that um, sometimes that helps kids click in and so um also, Dean is um, really interested in the curriculum planning part of it. Um, he's been, because we're going on our own, I, I almost said we're going rogue this year. <laughs> you know why? Because uh, Sarah Palin was on Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, no. Yeah. It really, it was, it was um, Andy Samberg, too. It was terrible. But um, I got that, that, that phrase stuck in my head now. Um, we're, going, we're going out on our own this year and so I have to build all of the curriculum from scratch for the kids up until now I've just used I've just supplemented what the school provided mm-hmm. um, but this year I have to go out on my own and find all of it so he keeps asking me did you buy anything yet did you you know and I'm like no I'm still researching this okay well I want to go over what you're looking at you <laughs> know we'll so sit cute. down and talk about it, it. And, <laughs> and um, yeah so he definitely wants to be you know he wants to be more involved than he can currently be at the time which I feel bad but somebody's got to work and yeah um, oh sure absolutely and we're we're blessed that he has a good job and and right. everything that i'm and so i'm able to stay home and we don't mm-hmm. want to mess that up so <laughs> but the next question actually i, I kind of segued into there, there too go. was um you know her next question was how do you deal with more than one kid at a time well i find duct tape to be really nice <laughs> duct tape one of them to the wall <laughs> while you work with the other no <laughs> Um, oh yes we'll get calls about that (laughs) i'm joking people i don't even own duct tape at the moment um no okay this is how i do it and i'll let me go over how i do it then you you tell me how you do it okay okay sounds good um when i am organizing my children's work Mm -hmm. i try to make sure that jack has a page that he can do pretty um pretty much by himself when Danielle has something that I need to focus with her on. And then when Danielle has something like um, re- when it's time for her to read, she can go off and sit on her bed and read on her own. And then I can work one-on-one with Jack on something that he needs my undivided attention on. So say like uh, Jack, I can give Jack a math sheet and 
I would literally say 85% of the time, he's doing the math sheet before I've gotten a chance to even explain the instructions to him. <laughs> and doing it correctly, which is kind of weird to me, because he can't read the directions on his own. Just somehow he looks at the page and he goes, oh, I need to finish this pattern, or I need to add these, or I, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so while he's working on that, then Danielle and I are working on some complex chemistry thing. And then when Danielle is reading, Jack and I are working on his his um, phonics and things, things that actively need me to be there to sound things out with him. Right. And um, plus, Jack always, almost without fail, finishes his work m- far before Danielle does. Obviously, in kindergarten, mm-hmm. less work oh, sure. in fourth grade. Have so, you gotten the complaint, that's no fair, he doesn't have to do as much work? <laughs> Maybe I has that. I have. And what I say to her is that and when you were in kindergarten, yep. that's how much work you did. And yep. when he in fourth grade this is how much work he'll do and nothing's ever fair yep yep it <laughs> happens all the time i'm just like give it a rest <laughs> I, I, I don't even deal with the fair word i'm yeah. just like nothing is fair life is unfair and we're just gonna have to deal with it right and complaining about it will not make it fair uh, yes <laughs> and if you complain about it anymore i'm gonna give you another page of math yeah there you go <laughs> so Me, um the really the stuff that really needs my attention with danielle i oftentimes will save that until the very last so that i know that jack most likely will be done with his work mm-hmm. and moved on and when he's done with his work he's not allowed to go run off and play video games mm-hmm. when he's done with his work he has to go and he can find i mean he can watch how it's made he can watch you know uh, any of those discovery channel shows he can watch you know any pbs shows something that i deem educational she says with quote marks around it (laughs) and um he has to do that until she's done with her work so that way she's not i mean sometimes yes she gets distracted about what's on tv because my my school area is my dining room my living room is one big room and then my school area is one corner of my dining room so you can see the tv set from where we work and so sometimes i have to keep danielle on track and like have her not watching tv with whatever oh, that'd be hard watching. yeah but i definitely found by having him watch educational shows as opposed to cartoons or something mm-hmm. like that she's less likely to look right and so um that's how we do it i i try to make sure that that whoever needs the focus of attention the other one has something they can work on independently and because one finishes sooner than the other i try to put the really difficult stuff when when jack is going to be done and then i can focus solely on danielle Right. So that's how we do it. How do you do it? Well, a lot lot like you're doing it now. Um, But although I did start off, when I first started off this school year, um, you know, I I think I've mentioned before, it was kind of like starting over for me because everything I'd done in the past was kind of thrown out the window. And I started from scratch with the charter school and was taking it as that as the opportunity to completely revamp and improve everything. So I initially I started off where um, I put one kid on the computer while I worked with the other one. So one of them was doing, um, started off with just educational games. Um, and then I was like, whatever, just because then they were complaining and <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> I want to play Minecraft or whatever. Well, Minecraft's education. Okay. So I would give them an hour on the computer and then that would give me an hour to work with the other one and then I'd swap them. Oh, wow. And that that did actually work pretty well for a while, but then I found that it was taking a lot longer than it probably could have because, you know, you're alternating the kids, then it's taking twice as long instead of overlapping them. And initially I also had like two separate history books um, that I was working out of and different time frames. And then I was like, 
what the heck am I doing? I'm making this harder because the story of the world actually works for a wide range of grade levels. So it actually was the same. It was level one. I was working with Tyrion and level three, I think with Maven or not level, but book one and book three. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was like, this is stupid. I'm like, sim- I need to simplify. So I combined them and I had talked to our ed coordinator to see if she thought that that would be confusing for Tyrion. Um, if I just fast forwarded him in time <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's like, no, I don't think so. At, at his age, he's not really, you know, he's not fully getting what we're reading about in history yet. Anyway, it's, it's still kind of abstract to think about things happening back in a different time frame for a right. six-year-old, you know? So, you know, it was just stories to him, which is really what it is anyway. But, you know, he was, I, I don't really feel like he's getting it fully um, at his age yet, which is developmentally appropriate. So, um, so it wasn't a huge deal to fast forward. I'm like, okay, we're going in the time machine and we're going to fast forward to Maven's time period. And then I combined those. So then I discovered, well, duh, I could combine history. I could combine science and there are some other subjects like art and uh, music and such that I have been wanting to combine. That's what well. I am so looking forward to this year. Yeah. Just not to interrupt you at all, but no, no. I, my kids right now, everything they do is separate, right? right? They don't do anything together, except that sometimes Jack sits in on Danielle's science, but that's not really his science. He has his own science, right? Right. But this year, I'm totally looking forward to being able to combine some stuff together yeah, and let them and there's no work reason together why you can't. on stuff. Yeah. The only things that I keep separate is the math, of course. Of course. And um, reading and writing kind of type, you know, language arts type stuff. Well, because we are two read... completely different places for that. Right, so. exactly. Um, you know, we read literature, which would be language arts for both of them. We read good literature together. So that, you know, that would be, that's still kind of combined. But, you know, like I, when I'm doing a reading lesson with Tyrion, obviously that's separate from what Maven's doing. And then um, Maven has a spelling lesson that she does. Um, and I was doing some grammar with her that I need to, I still haven't come across an actual grammar program that I like yet. So I'm still working on that. But so, you know, those were the only, it was basically language arts and math that I did separate. But then every other subject you can absolutely com- combine. And that makes it so much easier. In fact, at one point I was even reading bedtime stories separate to them. And I was like, this is stupid. It's taking me twice as long to get the kids bed, get get them into bed and get them you know, um, read to because I'd read to one and then read to, and since we're reading chapter books, Adam used to read picture books to Tyrion all the time, but he got, once he got old enough to actually be into reading um, chapter books, it was always me because I'd read it during the day as well. And I don't want to miss out on it because I'm reading it with him. I'm like, a lot of times there are books that I haven't read before. And I'm like, no, you can't read this to him. I need to be there to listen to the story at least too, you know? You're emotionally invested. I am. I'm absolutely emotionally invested. What's going to happen to the magic kitten? I know. (laughs) So yeah. um, Then I finally combined bedtime stories and now it's a totally different story now it's awesome because we all get together at bedtime and all four of us are sitting in the on the bed in the bedroom and listening to story time so yeah i found that combining is really a huge help with um with all you know all but those two subjects so um yeah and so now instead of um doing the computer time while I worked with the other one, I actually have had them sitting at the same table and oftentimes I'll have them do the same subject. So like they'll be doing math at the same time. Well, because with the language arts, I actually have to work one-on-one with them. So the, um, you know, I'll work with Tiran and then it's, it gets really hard because both of them are asking me for help at the same time sometimes. And I'm going, ah, I'm only one person, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
a lot of times Maven can work on her own. But if she starts getting to a point where she's trying to do some work that is feeling a bit too challenging, mm-hmm. um, like I think I've said before, she has no patience for anything that's what she views as hard. Um, I have to kind of be more like tuned into her at that point. Cause she, she, she'll just, she'll, spiral downward quickly (laughs) so I have to stay nearby if nothing else just my presence and um, sometimes I'll talk her through it but sometimes she doesn't really need that she just needs that knowing that I'm right there to help if if she needs help Um, and Tieran actually is surprisingly doing better at independent work Um, at this point he picks up things really fast so Mm -hmm. I've actually had an easier time with with having him off to the side sometimes just doing his own the problem with him is that he doesn't stay on task Maven can focus longer I mean she's 11 and a half he's six almost seven so you know (laughs) developmentally they're at different places but she can focus longer than he can so yeah I find myself going back and forth a lot and I haven't found a perfect solution to that yet Um, I just try to keep my cool which is not always easy (laughs) I'm like hey there's only one of me here (laughs) I'll help you then I'll help and sometimes I do have to just tell them you need to wait I'm not ready to help you with that just yet so yes yeah, so that's what we've managed to do. And I'm sure that that'll continue to evolve over time because it really was nice when I was doing one-on-one um, while the other one was busy on the computer. So um, I'd like to try and do some of that maybe for some subjects in the future. Um, but yeah, right now this seems to be working pretty good to do the um, combine as many subjects as possible and take lots of pictures because we turn that in for our... Um, work samples we turn right. it in for work samples we'll turn in a photo of us doing you know planting a bean or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so that seems to be working for us for now we'll see how how that evolves in the future right right that's yeah. what next year all bets are off as to how it's all going to work yes yeah. at uh guest academy so right we shall see, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited yeah. about it. And oh, I know what I was going to ask you. You said that sometimes, you know, you just have to tell the other child, "I I can't deal with that right now. I'll I'll be right with you." Right. When you do that, do you try to find something else for them to work on that they can work on independently, or do you allow them to just wander off, or what do you do? I usually tell them, like usually it's Tieran, and I'll say, you know, um, you can go and play with Lego for now until I finish with Maven or whatever. I'll, I'll usually give them a suggestion of something. You can go do this. You can do this. You know, two or three choices, usually just one or two choices, <laughs> not too many. And um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't usually let him just, cause then he's lost to me. <laughs> yes. That's but if the he's in the same room, you know, doing Lego or whatever, cause a lot of times I'll let them play Lego while I'm reading to them. That actually works really well with my kids. Cause they, they can't, they're not very good at just sitting there and focusing on what I'm saying. They need to be doing something usually. Uh-huh. So Lego or drawing or blocks, you know, something that, that they I, don't have to actually be thinking about. I love that you say play Lego and not play Legos. <laughs> is that incorrect? <laughs> Lego is correct. Okay. You play Lego. You don't play right. Legos because Lego is a brand. Is, is a brand, right? right? It's like, can you give me some Kleenexes? Right. <laughs> Nobody says Kleenexes. Right. So, yay, I love How that you funny. say it correctly. <laughs> well, we are major Lego maniacs in this house. So, I mean, to the nth degree. We've been we've taken our kids to Legoland twice already and because we're that into it. And actually Adam and I went to Legoland. So, we've been three times. Um 
on our honeymoon, we went the first time on our honeymoon and we've taken both of our kids twice to Legoland. So <laughs> yeah. I, and just, we have one of these massive, uh, what do you call it? Like the under, under the bed con- rolly yeah. container thingies, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you call them. Um, massive, big, long one. And it's just packed full of Legos. They're just all thrown in there. We've tried sorting them and it doesn't work. They don't, they're you, not good at resorting them. So. You inherited some of Michael's Legos, didn't you? I did. Yes, we did. We got some of some of this alien, some of his alien stuff, and I think there was a Yoda in there too. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of of miscellaneous ones. And yeah, when, yeah. I, oh. when I finally looked around and said, "Michael is too old for Lego now. I just can't, yeah. I can't do this anymore." There was like three sixty-six quart tubs, wow, filled with Lego sets. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, oh, and yeah, was, Adam still had his from when he was a kid. You know, I gave all mine to Michael, so oh, you fine. guys actually may have some from when I was a kid. If you have any of the castle sets or anything like that, that's I from when I did. was not a kid, teenager. I was collecting them as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and I'm no joke, my kids literally play Lego every single day. There's almost never a day that goes by that they're not playing Lego. And oftentimes, and a little bit less recently, they seem to be doing other things more but they still go back to the lego all the time i mean i've i've joked and said like our house could burn down and we could lose everything but if we have legos they'd be happy (laughs) (laughs) because they just and and they're not just like doing i don't know the stuff the stuff that they do is just really creative the stuff that they come up with maven has gone in there and created um like when we were big on playing disney toontown for a while she would make a bunch of characters she'd make tunes out of lego and cogs and yeah and you know they're almost always making like um some kind of a vehicle almost we had we actually went out and bought there's a wheel set that you can buy um I think we actually got it at Legoland, but you can order it online as well. And we just went and bought a set of just wheels. It just had a whole bunch of different kinds of wheels. Because uh-huh. more than anything, they make things that go on wheels. <laughs> and they make like these crazy things. And Adam will get down on the floor with them and start making these. And he just makes these things like this opens and that moves over. Just so elaborate. And they're like, come play Lego, Mom. And I'm like, no, thank you. I can make a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me something simple to do. I can do it, but I do not. I do not have the creativity for Legos like they do. Exactly. I have the ability to put together like if you buy a set and like it has the directions, I can do that. Oh, I actually like doing that. I like following the. I'm kind of funky that way. I like to follow the instructions. I always take the list of instructions out for anything we buy, and I always go through it step by step. Exactly. Same here. Adam's like, ah, starts putting it together. (laughs) I remember when. Michael was six or seven years old. He got a Lego X-Wing fighter for his birthday or for Christmas or something. And, and him and I sitting around the table mm-hmm. putting this thing together, meticulously putting all the pieces together. And then right. we were like 85% done. And we were putting the wings on the top of the X-Wing fighter. And something happened. And like the entire thing exploded. Like it, oh had, been, like it had been hit by laser fire. I mean, it was oh, awesome. No. Like if, if if someone had been videotaping right at that moment, it would have been like the awesomest sci-fi lego explosion oh my ever goodness. i mean i'm sure in retrospect i probably have you know inflated the the occasion a little bit, but <laughs> i seriously remember this thing and i remember looking at it and going wow it's like it got hit you know I mean, <laughs> it was fantastic 
<laughs> you know, and we just scrape the pieces up and start again. I know. So I always tell the kids here and we'll melt down and be like, it's destroyed. I'm like, well, it's not destroyed, honey. It's Lego. You can put it back together again. Exactly. That's the great thing about Lego. Exactly. And maybe when you put it back together, if you don't remember how to do it exactly, you may even improve upon it. <laughs> so we talked about something we didn't expect, but look at that. Yeah. Educational qualities of Lego. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, we we, we do Legos all the time. Well, not me, but them. <laughs> They're playing <laughs> Legos all the time. It's just crazy. I I have um, a lot of photos in my on my computer full of, of creations that they have made. And Maven likes to do um, stop motion animation with the little Lego people. Uh-huh. Also, she's I've got an app for my phone that makes stop motion. And yeah. it's really cute. <laughs> we were doing that for a while, and then I don't know what happened. We stopped doing it. Yeah, Maven stopped, too. I need to remind her, because that was another big educational thing. <laughs> I was, was making them with my Star Wars figures, like Han Solo and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it was fun. So, let's see. Did we think we covered how to deal with more than one kid at a time? I think so, at least for now. I'm sure that'll change. Maybe next year we could answer it differently. <laughs> oh, I think every every few weeks we could probably yeah probably slightly differently this week i found if i do this yeah and it's, it's going to be different for every family and every child too of course so but absolutely. there's some ideas on how we do it and might See, give somebody and, else an idea and we are lucky that we only have the two right i don't know how i do it with more but yeah. you know what you say that i've learned though you say that i don't know how i do it but you just do it you deal with right. whatever life throws you you deal with so if, obviously if i had seven kids i would figure out how to deal with seven kids so. i just can't like in my brain wrap my brain around the idea of of teaching seven kids <laughs> yeah i'm not the my brain is not that organized to be able to do that but i obviously i would figure out a way because i'm probably would still not be interested in public school so no probably not <laughs> so i would just figure out how to make it work somehow so yeah yeah so we were going to also talk about her last question um, uh the dreaded s word yes her la- uh, her last question was our favorite reply to the question, but what about their socialization um well actually she's asking for a favorite reply um i I don't know if I have a favorite reply to you have a favorite I oh I like the one I saw. Uh, no, thank you. We don't believe in socialization. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There's actually an whole article called that. That's really funny. If you Google no, thank you. Yeah, I usually come up with something it. smart, Alec. I mean, I yeah. I really just. I mean, like if I'm standing somewhere with my children talking to somebody and they're asking about socialization, you know, I'm like, no, I don't really socialize them. I keep them in a room in my basement, or <laughs> you know, <laughs> occasionally I let them out in the yard. Right. <laughs> I'm it's like. Just- they're not puppies. <laughs> they, they socialize quite well on their own. Thank you. No. no. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's amazing to me what people think socialization. Or what means. I really love is like when there's an adult and my child is talking to said yeah. adult and then the adult looks at me and says, you know, what about socialization? Don't they need that at school? And I just stand there and just blink at them. <laughs> and you hear the little bleak, bleak sound effect. <laughs> Really? My child is standing here right now talking uh-huh. to you, so right. I think that counts for their daily socialization quotient. Yeah. You? I yeah. I, th- I think people who ask that just really don't get what socialization really means. I mean, they don't, they don't get that they're socializing every day with everybody around them. Exactly. I think they may, I think they may be thinking that probably more of people outside of the family i suppose um although 
socializing with family members is absolutely socialization. It but, is. But, you know, I, I do get that it is important for kids to be um, comfortable with people outside of the family as well. And we just, I mean, we've been so involved with other people in the community since my kids were born that it's just never an issue. We, like I said before, the, the kids, as the week goes on, if we haven't hooked up with friends, yeah, um, they're at their um, mood changes to the as the week goes on they get crankier and crankier and it can almost i can almost literally measure how much time has gone by by how their <laughs> attitude is because they literally just spiral downward if we and then once i go just get them out of the house to play either drop them off at a friend's house or go and set up a play date um and it gets more creative when it's hot out but we have three out of the five families that we hang out with have pools now so that works out nicely that's nice very nice so we hook up there or there's a couple of water parks locally um not like the big old slides but the ones with um you've probably been to them before the, you know the ones yeah. that have like little water features in the yeah we playground. love those parks yeah those are awesome of course they're always crammed in the summertime but still they get wet <laughs> so, exactly. but um yeah so i just make sure that that we get out of the house more than anything i just make sure we get out of the house i mean even if you're not hooking up for a play date just getting out of the house i mean you talk to people at the grocery store you know? <laughs> it's like it's not a difficult thing it's it's never um, I suppose if you live out in the country somewhere where it's, you have to actually make more of an effort to hook up with other people, I can see how that might be more. And also maybe if the mom is actually herself very introverted, that might be a lot harder. I think I've read people online that have mentioned that before, that they're really introverted and they don't like leaving the house or whatever. That does make it more of a challenge, but doesn't make it insurmountable. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I just think, and I don't think that they really get the entire concept of of what socialization is in in public school as well. Oh, sure, absolutely. People, I mean, you would be surprised at how many times I say to people, uh, and they're like, "Your kids aren't getting socialization." I'm like, "I'm not quite sure. I want my children to be socialized to sit in a room with all everyone exactly their same age, all staring the same direction, listening to right. someone talk." Right. I'm not yeah. quite sure how that's useful and later. And how they must suppress their own desires and follow the clock. And Right. And and, and, and the negative stuff that they get socialized to in school. Right. You know. The herd um, mentality. Right. Language. Mm -hmm. um, the, I mean, I'm sure 90% of the bad things I learned, I probably learned at school, if oh, not sure. from my cousins. Um, it's just like, that's, it, it's a hot bed of places for children to learn bad things oh yeah and socialization is probably of all of the services if you can say services i'm making those air quotes again all of the <laughs> services that public schools provide um socialization would probably be the lowest of the beneficial things yeah, well, and how many times does your teacher tell you as a kid that we're not here to socialize, ladies? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute, but all my uh? friends who are homeschooled are told that we are. I got told that Somebody's all the time. Lying. We're not here to socialize. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. I, I I think it's a bad. Yeah, like you said, I think it's a it's a bad place for socialization. I I don't think it's a positive socialization that's it's happening not. in school. It's really not. And it's not realistic. What about locking kids up for six to eight hours a day, depending on the school program? Um, with same age children is like the real world. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I don't think I ever worked at a job where 
everybody I worked with was the same age as me. Right. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't happen. And whereas cubicle living is slightly like living in a classroom, you know, everyone yeah. with their little tiny space trying to True. personalize it as best they can. But, yeah. you know, it, it's still just, you know, it, it's just unrealistic. There's nothing socialization-wise useful that you really get out of school. Plus right. the whole, um, my kids don't have like this thought that all adult figures are authorities. Uh-huh. And whereas I feel like kids that go to public school, they automatically view all adults as authority figures. Right. And and it one, it makes them nervous to talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I several of our friends, like, they would rather bite through their own tongue than speak to some adult. Yeah. And, and my kids are like, yes, I'm at the library. I'll be right back, Mom. And they wander off and go talk to the librarian and, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. And, come, and they don't think twice about it. Right. I think it's also that them against me kind of mentality you get in school, too, that the yes. teachers are against you. And then so all therefore all adults are are the enemy as well. Exactly. So, you know, when someone asks me the socialization question, you know, sometimes I do come up with witty retorts and all those kinds of things. But 90% of the time, it's not worth it for me to use that many brain cells to come up with something funny because I just really want to go, really? That's yeah. the best you can come up with. I know. <laughs> That's your biggest concern is my kids being socialized? Yeah. No, I it, know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I um I actually have never gotten that question, believe it or not. I have been really lucky and that I have never had I can't think of any time that I've ever had any negative reaction to us homeschool. We're in a very homeschool friendly area though. That's true. Um I have more than more often than not run into people that are either fellow homeschoolers or that homeschooled their kids or that have a grandchild that's homeschooled or somebody they know that's homeschooled. I actually had a little old lady at a Target one time say, oh, they're, you know, she asked what school they went to or whatever, and I said they're homeschooled, and she was, that's so good. I can't, that's such a great thing you're doing for them. Oh, that's so awesome. Like, <laughs> I get positive reactions. Oh, I yeah. just run into the right people, I guess. I've never, yeah. I'm just waiting for that negative reaction because I know it's going to happen eventually, but. I don't I, think I've ever gotten anything that I would term negative. I've gotten some. Right questioning or concerned maybe mm-hmm. but nothing outright negative at all uh, and yeah. a lot of positive like a, like a lot of times when I say my kids are homeschooled I get the same thing the pat on the back and they're like good going you know yeah. and um, <laughs> like you deserve a re- an award for this exactly <laughs> that or, gets uh, a little tiresome oh you know what we should also answer in some future show huh. I'm going to make the note right now how do you have the patience yeah <laughs> patience is the second question I, I get the most after socialization <laughs> is patience i have gotten the comment oh i could never do that right i get i have gotten that quite a lot and that one has started to really irk me because basically what you're saying is i don't want to you're not saying i could never because if you wanted to you'd do it i really firmly believe if somebody wants to do something Short of like, you know, a man wanting to have a baby. You you can do it. If you want it, you can do it. You can make it happen. You know, if you want to be home with your kids, you'll find a way to make it happen. If you want to be educating them at home, you'll find a way to make it happen. So that just really irks me. And I'm finding it harder and harder to not just say, you mean you don't want to? (laughs) 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 Because that's really what you're saying is you you really don't want to do it. Well, or some yeah. people can't um, can't grasp the the big picture. Like some people can't th- grasp the idea that if you cut back in a couple of places in your life, it's possible that maybe you might be able to work less or sure. whatever to make those kinds of things work. And I think some people too automatically assume that in order to homeschool, you have to be a full time stay at home mom. 
which is right. not and necessarily they, the case. Right. There are lots of people doing it creatively, especially if you have mom and dad that work jobs that have opposite hours. Right. You can you can make it work, and maybe if you have grandparents or somebody like that helping out in the family, right. or friends that do, you know, trade off with with teaching. So right. There's lots there's of lots creative of, ways. Lots to of do ways it. to do it. There are ways, even if you're having to work full time. There are ways. It's harder. It's definitely more. You have to be more creative. But um, but I have heard of lots of lots of people online that have mentioned either knowing somebody or as being somebody who is full time working, or almost full time working while right. educating their kids at home because you don't have to do it during the school hours too, which is something that people have a hard time wrapping their brains around too. Right. You know, you can do nighttime schooling. <laughs> you can do it after dinner. Exactly. We do ours and, in the afternoon. Yeah. So do we. Actually, we're not morning people here either, and we we tend to. I actually just recently realized it actually works out really well for us to do it because I used to be like in the morning I'd be like stressing about well we need to get to this we need to get to it we need to get to reading we need to get to what and and it wouldn't really happen until after lunch anyway because the day just kind of gets away from you Mm -hmm. so now that I actually have made it a conscious effort to say we don't start sitting down to do our schoolwork till after lunch it actually is like this relief off of me and then I can focus on what I need to get done in the morning you know dishes and laundry and whatnot well Maven does laundry but (laughs) whatever I need to do around here right and then after lunch I can switch gears and so that's what we do after and our lunches are often like two o'clock so (laughs) so yeah we do it in the afternoon as well which is why sometimes they still have math to finish when daddy gets home at, at five thirty-six, uh-huh. so <laughs> but that works, you know, and you know, you find a way to make it work with your schedule and your personalities and nobody knows exactly how it's going to work out when you first start out. It, it always right. evolves. It evolves every year. It evolves every month around here. <laughs> exactly. Same here. Yeah. It changes. We, we find different things that work and throw out things that don't and, and something that worked one year might not work the next year. I, f- I found that too, that my kids were really interested in doing something a certain way one year and then the next year it's not working anymore. Right, right. So, and that's, that's hard because you have to be adaptable, but that's that's actually adaptability and homeschooling go hand in hand, I think. I agree. Regardless, so. It's more yeah. important to be adaptable than patient when homeschooling. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to put that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I think yeah. I'm going to use that in the future. <laughs> When someone asks me, how do you have the patience? I don't. <laughs> well, I kind of went off on a tangent there again. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, okay. We were talking about socialization and I moved off onto um, patience. But um, So why don't we go ahead and move on to our next segment? Something I'm absolutely addicted to. It's called Pinterest. Oh, yes. Absolutely addicted to Pinterest. Me too. Um, my husband makes fun of me all the time because I'm on Pinterest all the time. I actually have it on my phone even, so I can like... Yeah, so do I. Although the know, app is slow. Have you it noticed is, it and the pictures are so tiny. Yeah, but, it's harder to use, but yeah. But when you need a fix... In a pinch. You need a fix. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have to look something up, yeah. So how do you use Pinterest? Well, right now, it's actually been a huge time saver. This is the first year that I have used Pinterest um, to plan a birthday party. So I'm actually using it for planning Tiern's alien birthday party. I, I started off on Pinterest doing a search for alien birthday and found what other people had pinned and picked the ones that I really liked. Maybe we should talk a little bit about what Pinterest is for those people who don't even know what the heck Pinterest is. That's a really good idea. I like what you said about it earlier. You said that it was um, visually bookmarking things. Right. That's how I kind of look at it. It's it's almost like you have like you have your bookmarks or your um, favorites in your browser or, you know, if you use Google bookmarks, maybe it's on a web page. Um, 
and you sort it by folder in a bookmark um, for the bookmarks. And on Pinterest, it's you sort it by board. They have like virtual bulletin boards, which be kind of like the folder in like Google Bookmarks, mm-hmm. and um, or the tag, and the actual pins are the links to the sites. And instead of having just a link with words, it's a picture. So right. I, it's, I'm a very visual person. So I really appreciate the, the going through and looking all the pictures and, Oh yeah, I want to do that. Oh, that looks like a good idea. And, you know, and then when you click on the, the picture, it will take you, well, at first it'll open it up bigger. And then when you click on it again, um, it'll actually take you to the page where the information is. So like I have like recipes for different alien related <laughs> cupcakes <laughs> or whatever, you know, right. um, and I'll click on it and it'll take me to the web page that will explain how to make it. Right. And it's a great way to, to bookmark web pages that you want to come back to again. And so you can pick which image from that page will help you remember what it is that you wanted to remember about that page. Right. So, you know, it may be a page that has a bunch of different things on it, but maybe it's just the cupcake part that you wanted to remember. You didn't really care about the, you know, however they did the table or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've, I'm using it for planning Tyrion's alien birthday party. So um, I'm finding like so many cool ideas and just kind of forming, formulating ideas from looking. I find it very, very inspiring because I yes. formulate ideas from looking at other people's pictures and ideas. And I'm like, oh, I feel like jazz to try that out which is did you just hear my cat I <laughs> she's <didn't>. really loud <laughs> she's right <laughs> she's right <laughs> oh i heard her that time <laughs> she's being really obnoxious and yelling at me right now record me mommy Hi, record squeak. Me. <laughs> <laughs> her name is squeak well welcome squeak to the show um <laughs> anyway um yeah so if anybody is interested in seeing my alien birthday party ideas it's uh my my name username on pinterest is tina mama with a m-a-m-a for the mama excellent and in case anybody's interested i um have started excuse me two new boards um and i actually have a bunch of boards i mostly i pin recipes of things i will never cook and (laughs) and geeky stuff and crafts but um i did just start uh two new boards um for the filing of the children's fall curriculum materials um, I found that um, using Pinterest is nice because I can separate it out between this is what I'm interested in looking at for Jack and this is what I'm interested in looking at for Danielle. I have the pictures, so that helps me remember because like, if I just make a bookmark without the pictures, sometimes I have a hard time and I have to open the dumb thing up and go, what was this again? Right, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I love the pictures. Um, so if anybody's interested in taking a look at my Pinterest, um, I am Spooky Girl on Pinterest. and um, But like I said, I warn you now, you're going to find a lot of geek stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> and I have all kinds of different things on there, too. Yes. And um, I, I enjoy Pinterest because um, I like finding all sorts of like really interesting little um, ways of teaching things. I have found so many printables. I have found crafts. I have found... Um, places to uh, do things online that I had no idea even existed. Right. And, There's a until, lot of teachers on Pinterest. Exactly. All kinds of great things. I yeah. follow a lot of teachers on Pinterest. Right. And a lot of other homeschoolers on Pinterest. And um, I am. I do find that I am guilty of, of pinning from within Pinterest a lot more often than I pin from outside of Pinterest. Right. Meaning I found somebody else's pin and then I repin it to one of my boards as opposed to finding new information. Um, right 
via Google or someplace else and then adding it to Pinterest. Um, but it's just because there's so much awesomeness right within Pinterest. Yeah. You know, that I, I, I often don't need to go anywhere else. I can spend, you know, far, far, far too much time just in Pinterest without. Oh, I know. It does suck you in. I have found, though, that a lot of times, like just yesterday, I don't even know what, how I came across something on gardening, but somebody else must have, somebody else I follow must have pinned something. And it got me thinking about gardening, which got me re- researching because I'm I suck at gardening. I'm horrible. I I kill things. <laughs> I have a brown thumb. I say. Same here. <laughs> so I um it, it inspired me to search Pinterest for some more ideas. And I after a few searches on Pinterest, I went well. You know, I'm not really finding exactly what I was looking for. I'll just go out onto Google. So then I ended up like it just so Pinterest like was a starting point for something I hadn't even really been thinking about. And then that got me researching through the web in general. And then I found a whole bunch of really great ideas on there, and it just mm-hmm. kind of went from there. And so now I'm totally inspired to work on our garden again and try and clean things up because it's completely full of weeds right now. And, <laughs> and I thought this would be a great thing to add to my school year next year because it's incredibly educational to do gardening, and we got science right there. And so, yeah, we'll see how far that goes. But I'm hoping I can maintain. I figure all I have to do is go back to that board on Pinterest and start looking around, and it inspires me again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the one big thing about Pinterest is it, it's really inspirational. Absolutely. And now some of the stuff that I see on Pinterest, I, I look at it like I read science fiction. I get all the way to the end and go, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But, but some things I really like. Um, did you see my goal board that I made the other day? Uh, no, I didn't. I found this thing on Pinterest, and it was a, a goal. A oh, goal wait, yes. Board. Yes, I did. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yes. and you, you use um, Post-it notes. Yes. So that way, when you finish a goal, you can just take it off and then add a new Post-it note. And, yes. Um, I pinned it, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, something like that. And I hadn't really done anything with it. And then yesterday, I just went, hey, you know, I, I really think I want to make that. Uh, not yesterday, day before yesterday. And um, so I pulled out my, you know, got my Pinterest board open and found it and opened it up. And I actually made it. And, and yeah. I, I think that we should have, like, badges. Like, uh, I actually <laughs> made one thing for my Pinterest board. Or I actually made, you know, you can have, like, for one, for one thing, one thing for five things and ten things. Yeah, like a little, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of check mark oh. thing or something. You know what else, too? Um, our mutual friend, Tiffany. Uh-huh. Her and her friend Megan every once in a while do this thing where they have Pinterest parties. Oh. And you have to bring a recipe from something that you found on Pinterest and bring oh, a craft to share that's something you found on Pinterest. Wow. Yes, I need to go to one of those one of these days. But I, I you know, I, I feel like a real sense of accomplishment when I actually do something that I, fe- that I have on my Pinterest board. Oh, sure. Because it's one thing to pin it and be like, oh, that's really awesome. I love this. And it's yeah, another never thing do to it. follow through <laughs> and actually do yeah. it. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, I find a lot of awesome stuff on Pinterest and not just for school, crafts and recipes. And I have mm-hmm. one friend that I swear all she posts is recipes and cute guys. That's all that she ever posts. It. Very <laughs> id. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't, friend- I haven't used the boards at all for pinning things like pictures of puppies or whatever. Like I don't really care about, I use it completely for organizing my thoughts and ah. ideas. I only repost puppies. I don't initially post any puppies. <laughs> but if I see a really cute puppy, then I'm sort of forced to repin it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of cute puppies, there's one right there. Oh, it's a border collie. Um, oh. Anyways. <laughs> 
So on the oh same my. subject of keeping things organized, right, right. you were telling me about Goodreads. Yes, which is something you use as well, but I guess I've, I've used it you a little bit You use it way differently expensive. than I do, which I find very awesome. Yes, um, I goodreads.com is a fabulous website for organizing your books that you're reading or your children are reading. And um, what I've done in Goodreads, well, the main reason why I like it is because it it shows you have a shelf for you can like name your different shelves and it shows you whatever that shelf name is and that whatever books you put onto that shelf, all the the cover art for those so like you at a glance you can see all the books that you're currently reading or that you've already read mm-hmm. um and what i've done is actually i went through because i i started back when maven was starting to read or when i actually back when i was starting to read to her i started tracking the books that we read just because i'm funny that way i want to remember <laughs> the <laughs> books that we've read and so i could look back and see yeah look at you know you think that you haven't really done anything for the year and then you go back and you see wow we read you know, 35 books. Wow. I didn't realize we read that many. So I actually had a spreadsheet that I used to keep it in. But being the visual person that I am, as soon as I learned about Goodreads, I discovered this is way better. So I ditched the spreadsheet and I actually went back to my spreadsheet, which went back like five years and pulled all that information and inputted it into Goodreads. So now if you go to my Goodreads account, which I think is also Tina Mama, um, I'm not sure how to find that out. I think I'll find it. You keep talking. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it is actually. It's Tina Mama. Same thing. I use that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You can see all the way back to 2008. Uh, I think that must have been when I, let's see, Maven would have been eight. I guess that, well, I was reading to her before. Oh, no, that's right. I have a, I actually have a a shelf that says prior to 2008. I actually put everything prior to 2008 on one shelf because I figured I didn't really need to break it down by year at that point. Um, So I stuck them all on one shelf. But, um, but what I did is I put books I read for myself. I put a shelf each year. So I have books I read for myself in 2010, 2011, books I read for myself in 2012. Um, And then I do the same for the kids. I'll have books Maven read in 2008, books Maven read in 2009. And then Tyrion, it was read aloud to Tyrion in, and I have for him, I have 2010, 11, and 12, because he was, let's see, he was five in 2010. And that was when he was finally sitting still for chapter books, although not very well, because it looks like we only read three in 2010, (laughs) but he was only five. So um, he actually took longer to sit still for chapter books than Maven did, probably a boy thing, but possibly, yeah. uh, Yeah. And, um, and then I have, I will be adding um, shelves for when Tyrion starts reading books um, because he's not reading chapter books yet. So probably next year. No, this year. No, it'll be this year because he's actually doing quite well. Um, So I'll probably start reading those little tiny chapter books probably sometime by the end of this year. Um, And it's really cool because then I can look at my list. I have this massive list of the books that we've read and I can see a number next to the shelf that says how many books are on that shelf. And if I want to see what the books are, I just click on it and it shows me an image of all the covers from that year that we read. So I can see that Maven read in 2011, she read 34 books to herself and I read to her um, 33 books to her. So really, she got, wait, what was it? 34? Oh, so she got 67 books last year because mm-hmm. I read a bunch to her too. So, you know, it's like, hey, we did pretty good last year. We read a lot of books, you know. So because she's always got something she's reading and then there's always something I'm reading to her. So it's just really a cool way, I think, to be able to track what you're reading in a visual way. Mm-hmm. And you could really do this on Pinterest as well. Although the one thing that I really like about Goodreads is that there's also an app. 
um, that has a scanner that you can actually use the camera feature on your phone um, if you have an iPhone um, to scan the barcode on books and this is I guess for people who want to catalog all of the books that they have in their in their own personal stash um, but it's also fabulous for when you're out and about and you see a book that you want to remember to read later you can take a little picture of the um, the barcode in it. It, it it's, if it's in the system because I found that some old books are not in the system yet but if it's in the system it will come up and then it'll say information about that book and then you can save it to your to read section uh, bookshelf mm-hmm. so there's a bookshelf for for books that so I've got 70 books in my to read shelf right now right. <laughs> obviously it's gonna take me a while to get to them but it's good because now I know that there's a place I can go back and find that book again and I can find it by the actual cover um, by the cover art which is more likely to stick in my head mm-hmm so that was really cool. I really liked that a lot. And um, and I actually became, you actually, there's actually a feature where you can become a librarian. You have to like ask for permission and then they approve you or whatever. So like if I come across a book that um, doesn't have cover art, for whatever reason, whoever entered it into the system didn't, didn't up- upload a picture of the cover art, I can actually now because I have this librarian editing ability that I can actually upload. So it really bugs me to have a, this kind of defeats the purpose of having a visual tool if some of them only have like <laughs> generic book pictures you know? right so so i can actually do that and that's that's something that actually anybody can become a librarian if they if they find that they're finding lots of books that don't have um cover art you can actually become a librarian i think that's what they call it a librarian so that you can um so you can edit the content because they 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 need the help obviously there's right. so many books <laughs> So that's how I've used it, and um, actually, now that I'm thinking about it right now, I could probably do something similar to what you're doing on Pinterest, because I actually put our school books in here as well, so whatever history book we're reading, I'll put that in there as well. And right now, there's a Charlotte Mason study guide on my um, currently reading list, and um, so I can actually put like whatever books that I end up finding for us to use for next year onto a shelf. I can make a shelf specifically. I don't think there's a limit to how many shelves you can make. You can make a shelf for whatever so. you want to organize. Yeah. So the shelves would be similar to like the boards on uh, Pinterest and like a folder in a in a um, web browser mm-hmm. for favorites. So it's just a way to organize it, and I'm I'm really really enjoying the the visual aspects. And then you can also pull code. There's a way to pull code out to put a badge on your website. So like a, if you have a website or a blog, you can have a currently reading um, badge on the sidebar right. of your website. I have that on I have that on my blog on the side. I have the yeah. currently reading, and I also have my um, reading challenge. The really cool thing about Goodreads is they have the yearly reading challenge. And yeah, you just I haven't even dis- been aware of that. I'm glad you yeah. told me about that. You just decide on the number of books you want to read for that year, and you sign up, and you put in that number of books. And you can change it as the year goes along, add to it. Or the Last year, I had to add books because I think I was done with my reading challenge by August. <laughs> I, said, I said last year, I think I started with 20 books, and I finished by August, so I bumped it to 30. And this year, I just started with 30, and we'll see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have a badge on my blog that shows what I'm reading, and it also shows how many books I've read towards my challenge. And if you click on it on my blog, it takes you to a Goodreads page that shows exactly which books I've read, which mm-hmm. when I tested it out earlier today, I found out it's actually showing the books I read with the children too. So I need to fix that. So it, it's only showing the books that I read right. myself. You probably have to put it on a separate shelf. I think so. So I've got yeah. to figure that out. But <clears throat> it's nice. It's it's a good visual reminder of, you know, because uh, as we've discussed uh, last week or the week before, that reading is super important to me. And so it, yes. it's a nice visual reminder that, um, oh, you've only read 12 books this year. You better get on it and read some more. Right. So 
And you can use that for your kids too. Absolutely. If you, if you if they decide to do the challenge with you, then that'll help to have yeah. a visual. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's also great for getting reviews, book reviews, because p- people obviously will just like on Amazon. There's tons of reviews on Goodreads about the different books. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's really cool because then you can go in like and see if something is going to be appropriate for your child to read. Like sometimes you can find out about. Um, maybe there's a section in a book that somebody wanted to warn other parents about. Mm-hmm. I know I did that. Actually, there was a book that I read once I started reading it aloud to Maven and I found out pretty quickly that it was, it was far too gruesome and dark and disturbing for her and um, stopped reading it to her and went and put a review on Amazon, which I need to copy and paste and put it into Goodreads too about this book, because it was, it was definitely something that I would have liked to have been warned about (laughs) before I started reading it aloud to her. Luckily I picked up on it early enough where I was able to stop reading before it got to something where I'd have to like kind of cover, cover up what I was trying to, you know, what was happening. Um, But, and Maven's of the, personality where she uh, totally trusts my judgment on this is not going to be appropriate for you and she doesn't right. bug me about it versus Tiran would probably go what what read it to me Why? what yeah, what <laughs> yeah so goodreads is a very good um resource i think for being able to track what you're reading and get ideas for new things to read as well exactly and i love the the um the fact that you can take pictures of things and file them away to be read later and that right. kind of thing um, and I like the way you're doing it. I really, I think I need to, to, I've always used it kind of like as a selfish thing. These are my books. These are the books <laughs> I'm doing. But um, I think I need to branch out a little more and add the stuff the kids are doing too. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, well, I mean, it's, it's just really nice. You could make a totally separate account for them, but it just seemed easier for me to just make shelves for them. So, right. so yes, I have a whole heck of a lot of shelves, but I really like that I can sit there and, and scroll down and see how many books in a glance the kids have read and then if I want to look at the if I remember want to remember what the titles were then um, I just click on the shelf link and then it gives me a visual representation and then if anybody wanted to read some of the books that we've read in the past um, or wanted to see examples of books that we've read I think there's only been maybe one or two ever that I didn't like and actually the ones that I didn't like were ones that my kids loved so really it still counts as a good read I guess because they liked it exactly so, um, but yeah we've read some fabulous books I mean we've I, I, I like to have my kids read a lot of books that I read as a kid that I really loved do you mm-hmm. do, do you do a lot of the audiobooks of, of books that you read as a kid that you remember liking no because that? I don't remember liking any children's books the first books I remember really? liking were Stephen King so oh how interesting yeah. there's a whole bunch of, of chapter books that I remember reading as a child that I just absolutely loved. I was really excited. Like, for example, the Miss Bianca series. Oh my God, they're so awesome. Have you ever read any of those? No. It's from the, the, I mean, the Disney movie came from one of them, but the books are way different, completely different and so awesome. Just really advanced language in it. And there's a whole series and they're hard to find too, because they're, I, I think they're all out of print. So I had to buy them all used, but Actually, I think I'm missing a few too, but they're just fabulous. And those are books I remember loving as a kid. And both of my kids, actually, no, I haven't read it to Tyrion yet, but Maven absolutely loved the Miss Bianca series. So I definitely have to read it to Tyrion as well. I think the only books I really remember reading as a child were Trixie Belden, which were I like, even know that one. they're like mystery novels. I'm assuming they had a religious slant because I remember the minister's wife used to buy them for me. And um, Chronicles of Narnia. And oh, yeah. About Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. It. And I know I read 
voraciously when I was a child. I just don't remember them. Nothing sticks in my head as being like, until I like hit about six, seventh, sixth, seventh grade, and I started reading like Stephen King and terribly V.C. Andrews. My mom used to let me read V.C. Oh, Andrews. yes. I read those too. I think I, had I read a, those as an adult though. I had a fascinating childhood in that I was allowed to read <laughs> anything I wanted to. I wasn't allowed to watch the Dukes of Hazard or oh, Looney no. Tunes. <laughs> Because they were too violent, but oh my I was gosh. allowed to read anything I wanted to. So I was not allowed to watch some shows because they were too violent too. But Dukes of Hazard was one of our favorites. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the Dukes of Hazard. So it was kind of crazy. My mom wouldn't let me watch the um, Three's Company because it was two girls living with a guy. See, and we watched Three's Company as a family. <laughs> Like, after dinner, Three's Company was on, so that was okay. But for some reason, the Dukes of Hazard, I remember that. And, and Looney Tunes, I wasn't allowed to watch, like, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, wow. My, mo- my mom wouldn't let me watch Starsky and Hutch because that was too violent, which yeah. I would probably agree with now. I'm, I'm like that with my kids. I'm very, very strict about what my kids watch. But, but you know, it's funny because I, I look at some of the stuff that I was um, – movies that I watched when I was, like, 12 and 13 – like I watched Blade Runner when I was like 13, I think. Yeah. I didn't, didn't like it because it was too violent for me. But I'm like, Mom, you didn't let me watch Starsky and Hutch, but you let me watch Blade Runner? I was exactly. like, what the heck? That makes no sense. I know. It's like I asked my mom, I'm like, you got mad at me listening to Guns N' Roses, but it was okay for me to read V.C. Andrews. I, I know. V.C. Andrews, who has incest in just about every single one of her books. And it's, it's like, I read all of those too. I remember that. I was just like, oh my gosh. The, the dark I was in a dark phase at one point probably my early 20s where I read all those <laughs> yeah it's craziness it's yeah. like but you know I, I as I always say you do the best you can with what you got and I guess you oh, figured that nothing in a book could be that bad right <laughs> right yeah except I remember everybody hiding um one of the Judy Bloom books the forever book <laughs> do you oh right that right one? Are you, oh, are yeah, you yeah, there, yeah. God, it's me, Margaret? Yeah, you know? actually, I read that. My mom read that aloud to me when I was, like, in sixth grade. She was still reading aloud to me in, like, sixth grade when we were waiting for the school bus. Oh, wow. I remember that being a really – she did that for fun because I was a voracious reader by then, but it was just a bonding time for us that she would still read aloud to me. And I remember her reading that to me. We must, we must, we must increase our bus. <laughs> 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 I have not read that to Maven yet. I think it's going to be pretty interesting, though, because I remember the big thing about – menstruation and everything in there and that should be interesting to read to maven and talk with her about (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah another tangent but we're known for those aren't we we are i think that's why they like us (laughs) yeah i hope so (laughs) otherwise they've stopped listening so (laughs) they don't even know we're saying this so (laughs) so bottom line good reads is a good organizational tool for the books that you read and the Mm -hmm. books you want to read yep Highly recommend it. And if you have an iPhone, it's it's extra useful. Yes. I can scan things on the go. Exactly. Or actually probably store. if you have a smartphone, because I would assume Androids probably could do Yeah, that I would too. imagine they have one for Android too, yeah. We need to find like an Android expert so we can talk to them about... I know. We could talk to my brother. He has Android, but... There we and my go. dad, but he doesn't really know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I think we can wrap. Yeah, I think so. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. You can also follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, one word, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. And to leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670. For links to any resources that we shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. 
You can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com and Tina can be found at homeschoolrealm.com and those spellings are on our website as well. Excellent. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and make sure you come back and take a break with us again next weekend. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> this episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast is brought to you by Powergramo Skype Recorder, the perfect tool for Skype recording, podcasting, and online journalism and more. Visit them on the web at powergramo.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-G-R-A-M-O.com.